and they change several times this week. Repent 
and turn to God. Then we will produce fruit worthy of keeping or keeping with our repentance. The fruit of the Spirit we will produce once we repent and we turn to God. But it's not a one-time thing. It's a return and a return and a return to God. Because this world a lot of times gets in our way and blocks us from our presence, our deep, um, not abiding presence with the Lord. He's always there, but sometimes we may feel distant. Therein, we will look and act like Christians as we were, tell, were told to last week uh, by, in, in 1 Timothy. Our lives will bear fruit, spiritual fruit, outwardly from the inner change in our heart, Matthew 3, 8. To what end? To enjoy creation, to enjoy God, to be in fellowship with Him, and to help and love other people. So we are not to just turn from sin, only to turn back, from, back to sin again, which misses the whole point of repentance. We are to turn from the sin in our lives and keep turning, like one of those spin tops. I know y'all remember kids, or I do. When it just keeps on spinning, you have to keep turning and keep turning or it'll stop from sin. Then we will experience, there's that experience, the fruit of righteousness in our lives. And we will be the light in a hurting world. We are to prove by the way we live, by the way we live, that we have repented of our sins and turned to God and then bear the fruit of true repentance of righteousness again to help others. We are reminded today just what those fruit are in Galatians. We heard nine of them. I don't know if, um, I, know, I know several of you were in the Bible study that we had last year um, on um, daffodils in the snow. And it, in, in the end of, or the middle to the end, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit and we learned that in order, those nine stem from the first fruit. What would you think the first fruit would be? Love. And what is the second fruit? Joy. And out of love comes joy. Without God in our heart, God is love. We will not have joy in our heart or manifest it into the world. Because God is love and joy comes from God through the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I said. God did. Self-control being last to me the hardest one. Notice the order that they progress and they build on each other. When you get one of those, it moves on to the other fruit, and to the other fruit, and to the other fruit, and then you manifest all those fruit in your life when you are dwelling in God's love from within your heart. For Example, love must come first. Without love in our heart, ruling our heart, as we heard today in the prayer of the Advent reading, we can't produce joy or have it. Ruling our heart, love, pure love, a pure love. So Christ is getting us to a purer love in our heart to, as a blessing for us to manifest and know more joy in our because God is love and only he can produce love in us. As we said, and joy comes only out of a heart of love. No other fruits can grow 
unless the petals of love enrich us and vitalize the soul of our hearts. True joy that wellsprings flowing from deep within us has its birth and life in the Spirit of God and no outward circumstances can ever diminish it. But we have to keep on turning back to God and keep on hanging on and keep on depending on Him and not run off in our own directions. Grace is sufficient for the day and we don't store up manna for tomorrow. True joy, not happiness, joy, exists right in the midst of our disappointments, of our grief, our pain, and all other forms of suffering that this earthly life can and will inflict on us. Nothing in life can take away from us the abiding joy of knowing that for things we belong to the Lord our God of all creation. Whoever heard that word, creation. That we are important to Him, every one of us. God knows the number of hairs on your head and the days of our life. That nothing can ever separate us from His love. Nothing we do. And that our well-being is in the palm of His not our kids. This joy springs from the presence of God in a person's life, from our heart abiding in God. Just as love is a natural attribute of God, so also joy is a natural attribute of being a sinner in God. Maxine Harper's Death Fields in the Snow. It is our God our God that gives us joy that we find not on our own happiness, yes, but joy from God. That nothing we heard in this world can take away from us if we continue to stay attached to God. Think about a sailboat. I just thought about that. Um, for all you sailors or a motorboat, something um, tied up to the dock. That, that boat's not going anywhere. As long as it um, stays tied. We abide in me and I'll abide in you. Give up. Delight yourself in me. Psalm 37, I believe. Um, I'll get to it in a minute. 37, four. Delight yourself in me uh, in him, and he will give us what? The desires of our heart. And sometimes we don't even know what those are. Just think we do. Yet it is not a one-and-done deal. As we began this morning talking about John the Baptist, he reminds us, Timothy does, we miss the whole point of repentance, which is the season of Advent, the forgiveness of sins, the fruit of our changed hearts, the outward manifestation and the inward presence of this transformation, the joy of our salvation, and the other eight fruit if we fail to not only turn, but continue to turn in all of our trials, in all of our storms, in all of our cares, because he's waiting right there to carry what we continue to carry on our own. This week, for me, was one of the most challenging weeks I've ever had in my 
place in my life in retrospect. I believe that the most challenging things of all was for me this week in the midst of it to continue to bear fruit worthy of repentance and the presence of God in my life. Not only did he remind me when I got off and when I went into this um, challenging time, he reminded me, thanks be to God, go and act like a Christian worthy of repentance. You are not only a minister, but mostly you're a Christian. And people are watching. People are watching. Remember who you are. And remember who you are. And remember why. The reason for the season. Remember the reason, our aim, what we're aiming at. Why are we living? Why are we getting up? I had um, to bear witness to the presence of God under fire. And in keeping with today's message, that witness is to be loved, manifested, enjoyed in our daily lives. Where else is not our daily lives, right? To turn back every time we have a chance not to, to bear peace to bear patience, to bear kindness, to bear goodness, to bear faithfulness, to bear gentleness, and yes, to bear self-control. I counted in my life this week, there were more than 10 difficult opportunities or more, chances to bear witness to the love of God in my life. And every one of them became an opportunity for the Lord to give me the desires of my heart as I delighted in Him and returned to Him. Did I have success in every one of them? No. Did I see where I failed? Yes. Did I repent and change and receive forgiveness and joy? Yes. And at the end of the day, it was a good day, a good week, and He transformed my heart through it. And I pray that I make a difference in somebody's life. Considering the values of your problems in this life as pure joy, remembering that you have an eternity of trouble-free living awaiting you in heaven. Doesn't that comfort you, me? I can get through this because before long, we're going to be seeing and we can do that now if we remember to keep turning back to God. With the bug men, the yard men, the lawyers, the doctors, the engineers, our family, as Ray mentioned this morning, our children, our grandchildren, our church, and the weary travelers along the way that God puts in front of us, including our sins. So what does this have to do with 1 Timothy 1.5? 1 First Timothy is about modeling our values, and it says we model them without trying, because they come out of our heart, what's in there comes out, we manifest it in our lives. And this is what Timothy said, I'll remind you again in closing. The purpose of our aim, or our instruction for life, is that all the Christians would be filled with love, that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, which is repentance, 
in turning, and a sincere faith lives out in hope. How many opportunities are we given to miss the mark? Forgetting it's not about us. It's about him, he, them, and his glory and not ours, and his agenda and not ours, but his kingdom purpose. And that counts for the youngest here this day and the oldest here this day, everyone in between, and including me. In the midst of all of that, he reminded me this week, what Gwen said, of the season. And all of a sudden, trying to get everything done, Mary and Martha, and the deadlines of the year, and the Christmas gifts purchased, and house cleaned up, and challenges met, and needs met for people, and desires in our heart. He said, Sandra, it's Christmas in your heart. And it's Christmas, it can be every day. If we keep our eyes and our aim as we can come. Psalm 35 tells us, Weeping may be for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Joy will come. Turn back, turn back, turn back, and he alone will fill you through love. And shout.